Welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. This is episode three of season six, and we are talking all about beliefs and business and money mindset in this episode with Jen Scalia. So let's listen in. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. Hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. Welcome, Jen. You are on the Simplify and Multiply show, and you are here with me. I am so happy. How are you? I'm awesome, and I'm excited to get going with this conversation today. We got two podcasters here. <laughs> ooh, ooh, raise the roof. <laughs> I'm feeling a little spunky. So just to my listener real quick, I have been so excited about having Jen on the show to talk about this topic, very specific, very important topic for solopreneurs for so long. That's why I'm like, I'm kind of got little goosebumps on me because <laughs> I've got her finally. I got her finally on the show. <laughs> well, Jen, I'm so happy that you're here. So why don't we, for our listener who might not be familiar with you, just give kind of a real high level overview of your business, who you serve, what are some of the problems that you solve so they have a better understanding of why you are such a wonderful expert in this area. Awesome. Yeah. So I work with entrepreneurs, um, mostly female, but I, I don't discriminate. I like my men too. I have some male um, clients that I coach and um, mostly I work with people around their mindset and their visibility when it comes to being online. So when I first started, I was doing a lot of the tactical stuff like marketing and all of that. But after working with people for so long, this is, I actually just entered my seventh year of business. Oh, wow. Um, Congratulations. I, That's <laughs> thank awesome. You. I like every time it always came back to mindset. It always came back to the mm. internal stuff. And that's where I also noticed the biggest impact that I had with my clients. My clients would get the best results when we worked on that. So my business has evolved from doing more of the tactical stuff to really understanding and knowing what's going on in the mind, what's going on in the heart, to really get them to reach their goals, whatever that might look like for them, and doing it you know, from a really authentic and real place. And what I thank you for that, and what I love about what you do and how you approach it, because I am a massive consumer of your work, especially your audio, and your podcast is like a, an online course. It's so, it's like every episode, I take away things that I can actually implement, you know, in, the, in my thinking, in my approach to my business, how I coach my clients. So thank you for that. Very oh, much. you're welcome. <laughs> Um, it, but what I wanted to, to point out about what you're saying in the mindset area, and this season is all about uh, how beliefs shape your business. And the reason why I picked this particular theme is I've experienced this myself. My clients who are also solopreneurs have experienced this as well, but they haven't really identified that it is an obstacle, that it can be a barrier for their success, for money to flow in, especially money. I mean, that's like the biggest, uh, I guess, manifestation 
of the work we do that we're measuring ourselves against and that we worry about and that we're constantly trying to control as a solopreneur because we're basically controlling everything in our business, even if we're using contractors or we have some virtual assistants or whatever. And so when you speak to the tactical, you can have all the tactical in the world in place, perfectly dialed in, beautiful marketing, but if your mindset is sideways, mm -hmm. if you're worried about money, if you're, you know, wringing your hands about your pipeline being too full or not full enough, all of those things, none of that stuff is going to help you. It's just going to be eye candy that you spend a lot of money on. So give me some thoughts on that. Oh, I agree with you a thousand percent. <laughs> and it is funny that a lot of people don't realize that that's what it is in the beginning. And like I said, even when I started my business, I didn't know either. You know, I thought I knew everything. <laughs> I remember when I first came online, I was like, I know everything because I had a background in social media and marketing. And I was like, right. great, like I could totally come online and, and crush it. Like I knew I was going to do it. And I was like, hmm what's actually happening here? Like the money's not flowing, it's not as easy. And it really wasn't until I worked with my own coach that I realized that, oh, there's this subconscious stuff going on. My beliefs around money, my beliefs around success, my beliefs around how, you know, how I need to show up or how hard I need to work that are actually affecting the real life things that are happening in my business. And so, you know, once that shifted for me, once I was able to really see like, wow, this is really important stuff. And I shifted from doing mostly the tactical stuff to zero mindset to doing almost, <laughs> I would say probably about 80% mindset now um, wow. to like just a little bit of things, you know, throughout the day, but also still infused with my mindset, um, huge changes in my business. And I do also want to say like, when I say mindset, like I'm just, I'm really saying the word in, for lack of a better word, because I think mm -hmm. it's so much more than just what we're thinking. A lot of people think mindset and they're like, oh, it's just our thoughts. And, you know, our beliefs and things like that. But I feel like it really encompasses a lot of different things, your energy, um, your stories, how you're going to show up, um, the way you feel about yourself, um, your soul work, like all mm. of that is like super, super important, your vibration, um, how you come across to people, but it really is, you know, outside of the tactical is what I mean when I say mindset in this t context. Yeah, thank you for, for expanding on that. And, and I'm glad you pointed out that mindset is almost, it's almost ubiquitous. You know, it's a very generalized term. And you're right, a lot of people haven't taken this time to critically define it or assess what that means to them. When I think of the word mindset or the concept of mindset, and because of the work I've done, similar to your journey, which I would love for you to expand on a little bit after we touch on this, is it, it is the combination of a lot of things. It's the conditioning we had as kids. It's the stories which come from conditioning that we, who we say we are unconsciously, uh, how we feel about our self-esteem, the beliefs that we have, the constructs, the stories that we have about others, about business, about who we are in business. For example, me, I've always been a self-proclaimed terrible salesperson. And I have all the conditioning and all the stories to back it up. I could probably do about eight podcasts on that. I know if anybody is listening regularly, they've heard me touch on this subject. And every day I have to work especially hard to put myself into a position of action and mindset 
so I can be productive in a sales relationship building role when I have this, this story that I can't sell, I don't want to bother anybody, uh, you know, all these things, right? And, and then, of course, that connects directly to revenue and the income I generate for myself and my business. And so mindset is where that comes from. And you have to do the work. You have to understand that it's fully on you. It's not anything external. And I think that's the probably the biggest distinguisher for me is that mindset is internal, 100% internal. It can be influenced by external experiences and conditions. However, we are the ones who choose to agree with it or disagree with it. And that's what creates belief systems and mindset. I love that too. And, <laughs> and you know, when you were just saying like, I'm a bad salesperson, like I used to say that all the time too. <laughs> and I remember saying that to my coach one time and he's like, are you serious? He's like, how much like money have you made? Who decided <laughs> like, that for you? Yeah. He's like, he's <laughs> like, well, what, like, what do you want to be? What does, you know, a perfect salesperson look like, you know? And, and that for me boils down to like identity, right? For yeah. me in the beginning, it was, oh, I'm an introvert. I can't be seen online. I don't want to put my face on, you know, and now I have like 8,000 selfies, you know, a month, but um, <laughs> we can talk about that It's like that you're later. constantly <laughs> testing yourself. Is this yeah. still working? <laughs> but no, I mean, in the beginning of my business, I didn't even want to put, you know, a banner on my website with wow. my big face on it because I was so used to being a behind the scenes person, like the right hand man. So I had, you know, infused my identity with that and I had to unravel that so that I could really show up online and make the impact that I wanted to make. So yeah, that's a huge distinction point as well. I am so glad that you used that example because that's where I wanted you to go. I wanted you to give a specific example of your journey as you worked with your coach to go through the process. You know, there's so many people out there that are coaching others that have not gone through the pain of their own journey. And they've, you know, read a lot of self-help books or whatever, you know, I'm not trying to point fingers or anything, but I, I do know that there are people that are, are teaching and coaching others because they're a certified coach. They went through the training on how to be a coach. And then they've also gone through the experience and gone to the other side. They're still in pain. They're still on that journey, which makes them so much more empathetic and relatable to the person that they're coaching. And I think that that's one of the things that I've always enjoyed about the work that you do is because I know you've been there. I, I can tell by your storytelling, by the examples you give and the solutions you provide or try this or this might work for you. And, you know, because you had to kind of fall down the stairs backwards, <laughs> figuring it out yourself, too. <laughs> Because that's what a that. coach does. You know, yeah. a coach will, they'll give us the opportunity, but then we still have to go do the work. And that's the great thing about having a coach. And one of the other things I wanted to ask you about that touches on your specific journey about being an, a self-proclaimed introvert. Yep. <laughs> and as a solo comes out with their business and whether it starts as a side hustle or they get riffed and they're like, I'm just going to go be a consultant or I'm going to go be a speaker. Or, I'm going to, you know, be a wellness practitioner or whatever, but they're basically doing their own business. They're putting themselves out there. So what are some of the things that you can speak to for a solopreneur who's maybe in the first year or two of their business and they are terrified mm -hmm. of putting themselves online, going on Facebook, sharing their life they want to have this perceptual image of like i'm the best and this is what i'm you know i'm all professional and everything <laughs> what are your thoughts on that because this is aligns oh, with your journey yeah i have a lot i have a lot to say about that i i think that you know i i was in the same position you know where it was like i 
had friends and old colleagues, people I went to high school with on my Facebook. And it was like, oh, do I really want to post this? Do I really want to <laughs> let people know what I'm doing? Are they going to judge me? Are they going to think I'm stupid? Are they going to say something to me? You know, and that's, I think, what goes through most people's heads yeah. when they first think about, I have to put myself out there and I have mm -hmm. to share my story and I have to, you know, really claim my space online. And, you know, that's that's a tough one to get over, right? But really, it boils down to ego, right? So all of those things that you may be thinking about what other people are going to think or what other people are going to say, it's all ego stuff. It's all about you. And for me, what had to switch was I had to stop thinking about that this was for me and look at the bigger picture, look at my bigger mm. vision for what I wanted in my business, which was to impact people, to help other women and other people create wealth and freedom with their business. And it wasn't about me any longer. Yeah. I had to make it about that bigger vision, that bigger mission. And I and also feel them. like, yeah. yeah, and when you do that, it makes quitting a heck of a lot harder, <laughs> you know, because I think a lot of times what people do, like when they're first starting is, okay, I got to make X amount of money to survive basically, right? Yeah. Or to cover the income that I was making or to be able to quit my job or to pay my mortgage. And, you know, first of all, all of those things just come from a really needy and desperate place, which never mm -hmm. attracts more money. But I think that they're also just such short-sighted goals that it's easy to lose track of the real reason why you started. And it just, it's not inspiring, right? Like it's not inspiring to like, oh, I have to make money to pay my bills or pay down a debt. It's like, so you have to, you have to reach for something bigger. You have to have a bigger mm -hmm. target, a bigger vision for what you're doing this for. And that vision is going to drive you when you, you maybe think I should probably get an, go back and get a job or I should probably quit this or nobody, no, nobody cares about what I'm doing. It's attaching back to that vision that you have, that big vision that you have, that's going to drive you all the way through. So yeah, ego stuff, got to get rid of the ego stuff. Yeah, that's and the I'll, first step. I'll say that's great. And I'll say two things about that. One, which ties into the ego, social media, uh, perceptual judgment. As human beings, it's in our DNA to be accepted in social circles. The social environment that is the channels of Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Those are social environments. They're not technically business environments. Maybe LinkedIn, you could push mm -hmm. a little bit to say that that's uh, more of a business context. However, those buttons that are triggered by ego are much more apt to be, you know, examined a lot closer under the magnifying glass because of the environments that we're in. So those triggers are going to be natural. Knowing that doesn't change anything, but knowing it and moving forward can. So it can be an empowering thing. It's not like there's something wrong with you or you have a bad ego or there's, you know, you're too self-centered or insecure or whatever. You don't need labels like that. It's inherent inside the amygdala and in our <laughs> DNA that we need to be part of a community, a social yeah. circle in order to permit our survival and support our survival. And the other thing I wanted to comment on was about the the money. I got to make my bills. I got to, you know, replace my income. I totally 100% agree with you that those are short-sighted goals. However, when you're starting out, you have to take care of your survivability. You have to be able to put food on the table, pay your bills, and be responsible. And that's why a lot of the solopreneurs that I work with, the first thing we address is 
what is the quickest way we can make the most amount of money for you so you can get to that level of you know it's like maslow's pyramid maslow's pyramid you know we're of survivability at the bottom we got to take care of shelter food you know social acceptance right yeah so we want to make sure those things are taken care of now beyond that and this is what i love about what you said about um short-sightedness is having a bigger mission a bigger purpose a bigger focus putting the emphasis on the the clients that you work with, the people that you impact, the communities that you influence. That is what's going to give you the longevity of your business and help you stay committed, on track, and satisfied by the work that you do because you're seeing it. And I love that you pointed those things out. So thank you for that. Yeah. I love that you help your clients with that too, because I feel like that's something that a lot of coaches don't do. You know, it's kind of like they just bypass like, oh, how much do you actually need to make? Right. Um, right. So, yeah, that is definitely an, an important piece of just even knowing like what your baseline is also, because I think because of social media and things like that, everything's kind of skewed as far as like what success means for you. Right. So someone might be happy replacing their, you know, income from their corporate job and working less hours and being able to spend more time with their family. They might not want $6 million in the bank, you know, and lavish trips and luxury and all that stuff. So it's like being able to define like what your version of success means, both, you know, monetarily and otherwise is super, super important as well. And I know from just what you've shared online and what I know about you is your priority is your son. And you've created a business that supports a lifestyle so you can be much more integral and, you know, as a single mom, right, doing what you're doing with him and making him that priority. And you've created a business, a life, a lifestyle that supports that and allows you the freedom and flexibility to make him the top priority and yourself in in the same yeah. breath because if if you're a train wreck <laughs> you can't take care of him can you <laughs> yeah, but that makes me happy you know it makes me happy to be able to only work four hours a day to be able to go to his school and read in his classroom if I want to or attend mm-hmm. a field trip or do something like that so yeah it's really just important to to dial in on like what the important things are for you because it is easy to feel like oh, I'm not as successful or I haven't, you know, why am I not there yet? But you're, you know, comparing yourself to a lifestyle that maybe you don't even want in the first place. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. Are you getting the sense that there may be some long held beliefs getting in the way of your business thriving? A solopreneur business can be challenging at times to say the least. Everything from simplifying marketing to keeping your pipeline filled with a steady stream of great clients, there is a ton to do to run your business and be successful. The cause of these challenges may not necessarily be the economy, a missing marketing tactic or strategic action you're not taking, but a hidden belief that doesn't serve you or your business. The good news is you can uncover and change a belief that's sabotaging your business happiness, and I have the tools that'll help you. You'll find them inside my new home for solopreneurs, Pappy Club. I invite you to join for free right now. Get what you need to crush those limiting beliefs and define new beliefs that support business success and your overall happiness. Head over to pappyclub.com to sign up and start infusing your thinking with positive beliefs that support 
how awesome you are and all of the great things you've yet to accomplish in your business and life. That's P-A-P-P-Y-C-L-U-B dot com to sign up now and I'll see you there. So I want to do, I want to touch on two things and this is where I'm going to pull some some tips from you in the work that you do with your clients because your programs are awesome. You're, I mean, just everything is great. So I just want to tell the listener, I'm going to have some links to Jen's information and all kind of good stuff. So you can check her out more deeply after this, but uh, she's fabulous. She has a lot of great resources. If, if what she's sharing is of interest to you and you feel you need some shoring up in this area. So the two areas I want to uh, touch on are money <laughs> money mindset. And then the other one is uh, stepping out, which you could talk about first since we already touched on it, stepping out of that introversion and really just being yourself. One of the seasons I did last year was all about being in the business of you and creating a niche based on what makes you as a person unique, not necessarily I'm going to go and sell, you know, uh, these kind of needles to sewing companies or whatever. It's like, (laughs) No, my niche is me. Okay, so this is what I love to do. And I, I love solving the problem for this type of person. So that was a really interesting kind of way to look at niche. And what I'd love for you to talk about is the whole introvert thing, putting yourself out there. Uh, you know, when people have a little bit of concern around how they're going to be perceived or judged, yeah. or they over evaluate. I had this problem. It's like, for me, everything had to be perfect you know, like buttoned up, like a high quality brand ready because it was an example of my work before I put anything out there. And now I'm like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I pretty much put whatever out there. So let's touch on that one first since I kind yeah. of glommed onto that a little bit about the introversion, putting yourself out there and the yeah. beliefs and mindset around that. What can you help our yeah. listener overcome? Yeah, it's funny. I tell my clients, perfectionism will kill your business. Because you'll just be spending so much time trying to perfect it and trying to make it perfect. And just like we said in the very beginning of the show, it it doesn't matter if it's perfect, if all this other stuff is not right, right? It could be the most perfect thing in the world, the most perfectly crafted post or offer. But if you've got, Mm -hmm. you're messed up in these other areas, it's still not going to work. Then you're going to be be even more mad. (laughs) Yeah. What does Seth Godin always say? Ship it. (laughs) So, yeah, I always say version 1.0. Anything that you want to put out there, you can always relaunch it. You can always do another version of it. So get it out there. You know, obviously, we don't want you to be sloppy. You know, you want to put out something of good quality. Something usable. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, just it doesn't have to be, you know, perfect. Like it can always be revised. And I always say, too, like, like for me, at least, like, I'm always evolving. I'm always growing, mm. I'm always learning, attending oh, events, that. working with clients, or working with mentors. So I'm growing, I'm evolving, which means all of my stuff is too. All of the things I coach on are also growing and evolving. Who I choose to work with, my clients, my niche, they're always growing and evolving. So why get so stuck on something that is just going to end up changing anyway? Yeah, no kidding. Oh, so, my gosh. I'm thinking of, like, two yeah. <laughs> things in my business that I got so, like, jacked up about and spent all this time and they end up going to market and going. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so the introversion it. thing, you know, I think I am still an introvert. Um, most people don't believe me when I say it because I am very, I do put myself out there a lot. Um, but I just realized that I had to, like I had yeah. to 
create, you know, this. And when I say like create, there's persona. I mean, it's still me, but I had to create a me that was available to other people. And, Mm, you know, being an introvert or a hermit or, you know, just like not wanting to be seen wasn't allowing other people to know who I was. Right. And And, it's so important that with the lack of access is the lack of help. You're not able to help people if you provide them access to you. They didn't know I existed, you know, and, you know, that's that's the problem is that there's so many people who are shy, introverted, just scared to put themselves out there that they're amazing people. They're amazing business people. They have Mm. amazing ideas. But it's like if nobody knows about you, (laughs) it's all for nothing. Right. So, you know, I had to decide that again, my mission and what I wanted to accomplish in the world was much more important than my thoughts about myself and, you know, not yeah. wanting to put myself out there and not wanting to be seen and overcoming that visibility thing. And, and really, I just started looking at it as like, this is just my job, which it is for all of us. You know, this is my job. I have to show up just like I would show up if I was getting a paycheck at the end of the week. Because honestly, if I don't show up, I don't get a paycheck at the end of the week, right? Mm. Um, And, you know, one of the things my fiance always said to me was like, every day you wake up unemployed and you have to, you know, you have to show up and you have to do the work, right? And at the end of the day, you're unemployed again and you have to get up and you have to show up and you have to do the work. Like, If that doesn't motivate you, I don't know what will. (laughs) Yeah, like imagine if you just didn't show up for your job, you know, you would get fired. You wouldn't it's get so paid. funny because I love that. And that's I haven't heard it put that way. Um, last season, I had Troy Hazard on and we talked about something very similar. And he called it every day you wake up and it's Super Bowl. <laughs> OK, <laughs> you got to go full on. You got to get out there and sell. You got to create everything anew every time you roll out of bed in the morning. And that's exactly what you're saying. It's like you're unemployed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, you got to make I it work. And and I say too, like, you know, are like if you were in a job, would you get promoted? Like, would you get more money with the way that cuz a lot of times people will get into a routine or something and then mm-hmm. it just starts to fall flat, right? So, you yeah. have to continually get better. You have to continually, you know, work on yourself and and be innovative and do different things in your business to to keep it going. So, you know, for me, it was like that. It was like, okay, this is my job. Like, I have to do that. But I love that. And I, I got to jump in here because I have a lot of clients who do training in corporations. And okay. uh, I've noticed through them and through my friends who are still in, in the corporate world or working for an employer that there is this, uh, and I think a lot of it is generationally driven, which I love. I will tell you that I love that that there's more and more demand for learning growth opportunities within companies so there is more challenge and that they uh, the employee the workforce expects the company to invest in them uh, on those levels that helps them evolve and have that challenge because my generation you know which is baby boomers you know we had a very staid stoic kind of experience in the workplace which is why there's so many solopreneurs <laughs> that are boomers right now that are just going, I'm done. I can't yeah. do this anymore. Meanwhile, the workforce that's coming on now, they're coming into the workforce saying, yeah, see what they had to deal with? We don't want that. You know, We want something different. So I love that's a great analogy for what's actually happening in the workplace today. That's fabulous. Yeah. So, I mean, that was really how I was able to get over it, you know? And I think another really important piece is having a support system. So yes, mm. we're solopreneurs, but we can't do this alone. And I remember when I had those fears about 
really putting myself out there and saying, hey, this is what I can do. This is how I can help you. It was so important for me to just have a group of people who were supporting me uh, because my my family didn't understand, you know, which yeah. a lot of for yeah. the entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, like your family probably thinks you're nuts, you know. <laughs> and so <laughs> for me, it was like, yeah, my parents, my yeah, they worry family, about you. Like, are, you yeah, are you paying your course. mortgage? And you it's know. for their best interest. But yeah, they don't get it. They don't understand. So it's not like you can look to them for the kind of support that you need. You find other solopreneurs, find other entrepreneurs who you know, maybe are doing something similar or have a similar goal and, you know, maybe have a peer mastermind or somewhere where you guys can really support each other. And that for me was like the biggest thing because when I didn't have faith in myself, these women who were basically strangers, they they didn't know me, you know, they were so supportive of my work and they were so encouraging for me to continue to put myself out there because of how they were impacted by the work and and what I was putting out there. So it was really, once you get that evidence, right? And once you start getting that validation, it becomes easier and easier and easier. So surround yourself with people who will support you. And, you know, sometimes all you need is that nudge to be like, oh my gosh, you're amazing, right? And then you start to believe that in yourself and then you put yourself out there more and more and it becomes easier. But for me, I found that that was such a critical thing in my business to have that little support team. And it was just a a group of like 10 women and we were all just in a Facebook group. You know, it wasn't Mm -hmm. anything fancy or anything, but we totally supported each other. And every time someone would do something or put something online, we would like and comment and share and support. And so that really, really helped in the beginning to overcome those fears of visibility. It, it is, and that's, and I've spoken to this point. In fact, I'm, I'm leaning toward creating a season that's all about community for solos. And I mean, that's kind of why I created the peer club on my end, but yeah. more so just the emphasis of getting involved with people who are feeling the same pain and celebrating mm-hmm. the same joys, because it is a very isolated type of a vocation. It really yeah. is. And I mean, you know, we're both here working in our homes, right? A lot of us are working in that type of a situation. And it, even though we can usually be super productive because we don't have all these kinds of distractions or people leaning over the cubicle wall, so to speak, <laughs> it's still very lonely and it can get very like, I feel like I'm in a vacuum sometimes and I need the intellectual stimulation. I need to be able to contribute to people who are living similar lives. So I love what you said about that. And uh, so when I have that season, I'm going to have you back. (laughs) You can can talk about how you (laughs) got involved in that and stuff, because I'm starting to hear more and more of this, the value of community, the value of peer-to-peer support. Um, In fact, uh, to refer back to Troy Hazard, he talked about his advisory group, which is just Mm -hmm. three other guys that own business completely different than his. And they get together a couple times a year and they just, you know, kind of challenge each other, you know, and they get so much value out of it and been doing it for like 25 years. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, let me go ahead and jump over to uh, talking about money mindset. Yes. (laughs) So I know that when I started out in business, I was riffed out of of job I loved. And it was a year and a half after my husband passed away. So I was facing a lot of grief and trauma and fear and you name it. And what ended up happening was I just, I couldn't find work because it was at the beginning of the downturn. I was scared to death. You know, I was just dealing with a lot of things. I was not in a great place. So I just fell back on skills that I was doing in the corporate world. And I just hung my shingle out as a freelancer. 
And I was literally, because I had such low self-esteem around my work as a solo, not in the corporate environment, but like me going out on my own, and that was all mindset, that, and confidence, obviously, which is part of mindset, that I was like literally giving my time away. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, I was charging next to nothing, and I was doing any and all kind of work I could find. And over time, it that changed. Because I started building the confidence. I started seeing the value I was providing. I started creating my own, you know, approach and all those things. So talk about evolution, right? Mm -hmm. That's And it's still going on in my business. And I love where I'm at. I'm in my 14th year now. And I love where I'm at. I love everything that I do. And so when, when I first started out, the money thing, now granted, I had the grief going on as well. But a lot of solos who do start their work... And they can't figure out that money thing or they're really struggling. It's easy to get very hyper focused on survivability and the income and equating income with success or am I going to make it? So what are some things that you can offer? I know it's a big topic, but what are some things for that early solo who's facing some challenges with cash flow, who's doesn't have a big nest egg that they can kind of allow themselves to bootstrap their business, that they're kind of having to, you know, hunt and then eat and hunt and eat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that whole everyday Super Bowl, every day you're unemployed, right? So (laughs) what can you offer as far as ways that they can look at this, address their mindset so they can be more empowered to move forward and, and find work that feeds their business? Absolutely. I just, we have a very similar stories. I had, a, a, I was in a job that I actually loved. You know, I work with a lot of people who are like, I hate my job. I want to get out. I'm like, I loved my job. And you know, I was, I was laid off and I'm like, what the heck? Now I gotta, now I gotta work. And I was in the same position too, where, you know, I was, you know, just became a single mom, got divorced. So I was in that position too. So I understand what that's like, you know, and, and, it just it But it, you had a son to take care of. I didn't yeah, have a son. I had a yeah, dog. Yeah. <laughs> that was all I had, a dog. Yep, I had I had my son to take care of and it was it really was it did come to a point where it was like, okay, my back is against the wall, right? And I don't believe that we all need to be in that position in order yeah. to make it, but you know, um if you're feeling that way, that's you know, first is to really just dial into like what you need now, right? Mm. So for me, I just wanted to make like five thousand dollars a month. I was like, okay, if I make $5,000 a month, I'll be set. I will be able to take my son on vacations if I want to. I'll be able to pay off some debts that I have and I'll be good, you know? And so that was like my first thing, you know? I think sometimes we get so caught up in like this big goal that we have to reach right away. So I think like, what's that first milestone that you need to reach? And really think about like the different ways that you can reach it. So I'm a little bit, a little bit more woo in the fact that like, I don't think you always necessarily have to figure out how. I think, Mm, you know, with money mindset, we get too caught up in the how. I just got to hang on that for a second. (laughs) Because I am such a like control freak with figuring stuff out and oh, I'll tell you how to I'll tell you action. how to overcome that in a second. Oh, please! That's just like <laughs> yeah. I have to sit with that for a minute. You don't have to figure it out. Oh, I can yeah. kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that I mean that's one of the things like what we talked about manifestation and money. Like money's gonna come when there's a clear channel for it to come right when when it's blocked with all these things that's when we're like literally repelling it so you know i you know instead of figuring out like okay this is the only way i can make money this is what most people think i need to sell 
X amount of products at X amount of dollars, or I need to get X amount of clients and they need to pay me X amount. And, and we get so locked into this just one way. And when we get locked into just one way, we're really just cutting off the opportunity for like miracles. And I tell wow. my clients all the time, like you, you're not God, you're not God. Like all you have to do is lock into like what you need, what you desire, what you want um and do the work right like we still have to do the work but don't get yeah, so locked in into action. like yeah. it has to be this way and it has to be this time that's that's not up to us but i am much like you where i was like wait a minute you're telling me i don't have to think about the how like how, what, what? i don't even understand this concept um <laughs> we're so, so action oriented <laughs> <laughs> so what i what i tell people to do is actually to to get out a piece of paper journal whatever and list out 30 different ways that that money could come to you oh. it could be you know okay, I can sell X amount of this for X amount of price. I could maybe get into a partnership. I could get money from such and such. I could take out a loan. I could like really just like get the wheels turning, get Have your brain going yeah. on like, okay, here's, you know, 30 or 40 or 50 different ways that money can come to me. And God, I'm open to receiving the money however it, you know, however it comes. And then choose one that feels really good for you of like, okay, I can start to take action on this. Maybe I want to launch this product. Maybe I want to reach out to some previous colleagues and see if they need coaching or consulting or, you know, then like once you have that list, you're a little bit more inspired versus mm. being like stuck in this zone of like, it has to be this way and yeah. it has to happen at this time. So yeah. for me, that's what I tell, because I was the same way. I was like, what do you mean? Don't worry about the how. <laughs> like, this Don't doesn't make any how. sense to me. How, how How is this even possible? So like think about the hells, but multiple different hells. Just don't get, get stuck on like this is the only way because, yeah. you know, what is available for us is like we with our little minds like can't even fathom so like the possibilities of what's available to us. Mm. So when we do that and we get really, really stuck on like one thing, it just cuts off the possibilities of everything it's, else. I, I can feel that. I mean, I just like I I remember experiencing that. In my business, and to, from time to time, I I try to over action stuff and over solve stuff, and and just tool in the how because I'm such a tactical person in the work that I do, not only for my own business but for my clients. So for me, it's like, oh, I can do this, and I can like make it a cake, and you know, you, you want to get in there and be all about the action. But you're right, you have to have the head on straight first. And you're right. You do get focused. I mean, I remember being so focused, like, this is the only way that money is going to come to me. And then you get tactically screwed into it. And next thing you know, you're just, it's not working. And then you try to do it something different and you're hacking away at it like you're chopping down a tree <laughs> and nothing's working because you're not open to other opportunities and other, like you said, channels. So I love that. That's a great exercise. What else? Yeah. Yeah. So another one. Um, so this might be might be n not necessarily for like the very, very beginner, but it could, I think it could work. Um, this is something that I didn't really develop or start to use until maybe about two or three years ago. Um, but it works, it just works so great and it works for myself, it works for my clients. And this is to like, to 10X your goals. So like, let's Ooh, say for example, 10X, I love it. <laughs> my first goal was $5,000. That's what I wanted to make. That's what I thought would, you know, help me survive in that moment. And so I did the things as if I wanted to make $5,000. And the mindset of making $5,000 is completely different than the mindset of trying to make, say, 
fifty thousand dollars in a month. Yes. And so what I have my, oh my clients God, do yes. is you don't have to attach to the fifty thousand dollar goal or the ten x goal, but I just want you to play in that space. I want you to play in the space of like, okay, instead of just being in survival mode, I just need five thousand dollars to survive. What if your goal was fifty thousand dollars? You would be thinking much differently. You'd be thinking yes. bigger your creativity would be different. You'd be problem solving differently. You would be coming up with different God, ideas. So it just puts you in a completely different mindset to like how you act. And and I notice this happens a lot too when people want to like incrementally increase their income. So maybe you want to go from like five to like seven or seven to 10. Yeah. I'm like, no, double it like or how triple I used it. To be. <laughs> yeah, because what's going to happen is you're going to end up falling short, right? Yeah. And so do you want to fall short of your you know, bare minimum $5,000 goal, or would you rather for short, fall short of a $50,000 goal? Mm-hmm. And say, oh, well, I only made 20. That's, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. You know, so I think that it's just, it just puts you in a different mind frame to think differently, to come up with more creative ideas than you would if you were just trying to survive or just trying to make the bare minimum. Yeah, I, I totally resonate with that because it's like as we're achieving and accomplishing a certain goal, a level, whatever that is, we have to believe like it's like we need proof to get the confidence to believe in that. And then that's why there's it's more incremental than it is, uh, you know, these big leaps, because we're first of all, like you said, we're not setting a high enough goal or a high, substantially higher goal. We're like kind of cheating, you mm-hmm. know, making it easy on ourselves, you know, by saying, all right, I just want to get like one more client this month instead of like 50. <laughs> yeah. Or 10. Right. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, and I, I mean, I feel like whenever whenever you make those short goals, you, you always for, fall short. You will always fall mm-hmm. short because you're not doing enough to actually hit it. And, you know, even, oh, I just have so much to say around this because, you know, I've experienced it personally with myself and with my clients, just the bare minimum. that If we talk mind, money mindset, like, this is where everybody gets stuck. Everybody gets stuck on this just enough. This is what we were brought up so with. True. The programming of, oh, you can't have it all. You can't have everything that you want. Don't ask for more than you need. That's greedy. That's whatever. Like all of mm. these things that we were taught, we bring mm. that into our businesses and into our mindsets when it comes around money. So it's like we're always hitting up against the bare minimum of what we need and we can never get ahead. And that's not a good feeling. You know, no. I actually did it like this experiment in one of the challenges that I ran. And it was about, there was a money challenge, uh, like shifting your money story. And I had people like actually calculate, like, what's the bare minimum that you need to survive? Basically, you know, your bills are paid, you got food on the table, your expenses for your business are paid. Like, what's that bare minimum number? Then, you know, the next thing was like, okay, come up with like, what's the number you want? You know, like, what's the dream number? Okay. Um, so they came up with that number. And then the third number I had them, you know, come up with was what's the average of the last six months income? Okay. So you may not be able to do this if you're just starting, but three months, six months, what's the average? And every single person, I kid you not, their average income for those six months was exactly the bare minimum. Wow. I mean, within like hundreds of dollars. Oh. And it's just like, that's, we're creating that because we're just, saying like, this is all right I there, need. Yeah. Like it's, oh, like blew my mind and it blew all of their minds. They were just like, I can't believe this, <laughs> you know? So it's like, yeah. okay, so now what? So how do you increase your bare minimum? Yeah. 
this is like next level mindset stuff, but yeah, you know, no, it's like, okay, how so do I, you know, how do I good, make that I'm glad number you're go including up? That. Yeah. I'm glad you're including that because this is where we need to go. And as I'm listening to you, I'm like, yeah, I did that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I totally <laughs> catch myself doing that. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it truly, truly is a belief system around mindset of money. And, and you do, you set, you set the, the bar, mm-hmm. you set the bar. It's like, that's all I can do. And, and, and that's reality for people. That's, you know, yep. it's like, oh, this is all I'm capable of, or this is, you know, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a huge, huge topic. I got to have you back to do more. Yeah. Just so on much that. to talk about. <laughs> oh, there is, there is. And, and I just, I mean, I could go on and on, but Jen, I want to honor your time and my listeners time. And I'm going to have, like I said earlier, uh, information on how you can contact and hook up with what Jen has to offer because her stuff is powerful and I highly recommend it. It has definitely impacted my life in a very positive way because I thought I had my, you know, what together and, you know, I really didn't. I mean, I was still, it's like you can know it in your brain and you can have read things about it or even worked with a coach about it. But until you actually put it into practice and push yourself to do even this last example that Jen gave about, you know, setting that bar super high, you know, I mean, within reason, obviously, but see, here I am already qualifying, right? No, set it super high. Be ridiculous. Be absurd. <laughs> see, I it's that. like, I still, it's still in there. That's always, that mindset's always there, but getting the tools to overcome it, getting the insights, the tips, as you shared on, on the show, um, that can be so powerful in helping people make big changes and big leaps in their lives. And I'm so grateful for you being here. I'm definitely going to have you back. I'm going to definitely have you much more involved, if you're willing, uh, in what we're doing here, because your work can really benefit a solopreneur and what they're trying to accomplish in their their life with their passion, with their skill set, with everything that they're committed to doing and and adding value to to the world. So, Jen, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.